Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on our Daily Creed podcast. And today we have Coach Raja. He is a triple threat, science for the mind, karate for the body, and music for the soul. His past year, the beta launch of Black Belt Mind Shift Mastery yielded a 100% success rate in guided clients to face their fears. After 37 years of teaching martial arts, he discovered a pattern in teaching white belt mindset to achieve black belt mind shift, and he translates that into business, life, and relations. Now he is a professional speaker who keynoted TEDx JNJ, won Toastmasters International Speech Competition area twice, is in a multiple black belt hall of fame, starred in the Mar- the Marshallist movie, and soon to release his new book, Unbox Me Today. All of this despite of a lifelong stutter to prove to you that any obstacle can be overcome with the right mind shift. Welcome, Raja. Thank you so much for being here on today's show. Quite the impressive uh, intro and resume. And uh, I'm excited about hearing some of your stories. So thank you so much for being here today. First of all, thank you so much for having me, JR. Like you and I met at the recent Ultimate Speaker uh, Championship uh, or or, or, uh, competition, and we both did pretty well there. And I got to yeah. say, like, your story is like one of those. It was the fan favorite. I, I really enjoyed it. So I got to give you props uh, and, and just thank you for your service. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And your story definitely resonated a ton with me because I, too, have a background in martial arts. Grew up doing martial arts since I was pretty much took my first step. Started teaching since I was about 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. And just kind of grew up in and just in a martial arts school. And that was my my life. And even when I went to the military, trained a lot of Marines and Sailors yeah. in martial arts. So just like you, martial arts had a huge impact in my life and shaped me to the person I am today, my character development, my leadership skills, how to public speak, and just so many different aspects. So I'm really anxious to hear your story of how of currently what you're doing today, what you're doing to make an impact, and what, what we can do to offer our audience so that way that we can help them grow their business as well. So why don't we kind of start and dive in? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing today. Well, today what I do is um, I have my own uh, online business online uh, the Mindshift Academy is called uh, uh, Victory Mindset Academy. It helps it, it helps uh, introverted executives with unstoppable confidence. And what I mean by that is that a lot of us get in our own way. We have imposter syndrome where, we, where we're always doing, doing like SOS, like, you know, uh, going after that uh, shiny object syndrome. And so if we can find the right way to, to strategically select where our mind can shift into, then we can have more control of our of our daily lives, as as well as being more a more more productive and also more impactful with our clients. So yeah, part of the, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. So go for it. So 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 as part of that, um, uh, like as you said, like the martial arts has been so influ- influential in my life, and um, you know, after thirty seven years, seeing that seeing that growth pattern between people who have a white belt mindset, which I call which I call like a mind lock. And I shift them into a black belt mind shift. And once again, those are the strategies that are going to help you and to apply to, to, to your business, to your life, and to your relationships. So if you can do that, then truly you have no more l- 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 limits. And if, and if I become 
And if I can overcome my fear of speaking in front of people, then why can't you overcome your own self-limiting beliefs as well? Yeah, that's that's really powerful. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to even want to get into martial arts and what it's done for you? Oh, certainly. Well, uh, I got to shift all the way back to let's go to time machine and go back to fifth grade. And um, uh, I had a severe uh, stutter during certain years of my life and probably had to deal with just trying to fit in. Like I was a first generation kid. Um, so when we moved from like Northeast Philadelphia, where our classrooms were very diverse, uh, we had all different races and cultures and mix. And then we shifted to a, um, uh, uh, we moved to the uh, suburbs and I was the one Indian kid in a classroom full of all white kids. Um, uh, I was, I had to learn that I was uh, uh, different. So as, as a result of that, and, and because of my speech impediment, as well as I had these big, thick Coke bottle glasses, I got picked on a lot. So I decided uh, when I'd had enough, I said, you know what? Something has to change, but I don't know how to do it. And then after I saw the Karate Kid on TV, I said, oh my God, that kid's like me. He moved from New Jersey to, uh, to his new school. Uh, he got picked on. He got bullied for no reason. And you know, he had to find a way to stop it. Well, to me, that was the solution. And I, I saw that the martial arts was the vehicle to change your life. So I always tell my students when they join my school, you know, uh, you, you get out of this what you put into it. If you treat it like a hobby, you get a hobby results. If you treat it as a life-changing event, as I did, you're going to get life-changing results. And that's truly what was the start of my journey. That's really cool. So let's, let's kind of dive in a little bit of your process of how you help someone become unstoppable confident. So you, you mentioned that word and uh, how you help CEOs and, and other people become that. And I'm kind of interested in hearing more about that process. You mind diving into that? Certainly. Well, um, I have a, a, a seven-module uh, masterclass, which I go through in this. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to give you, let's see, uh, one of my first strategies I use. And uh, what it is, is very simple. And, and it all relates back to the martial arts. How do we know uh, who's going to make it to black belt? Well, we don't. But what we can do is we can give them challenges to overcome. And well, what we do is we create uh, micro successes. So whether you're a child or an adult, I've taught everyone from age three years old up to age uh, 74, 75, I think, was our oldest student. And uh, even that uh, a gentleman who we call Sir, uh, he had the right mindset where he kept trying. He kept, he kept earning his spot, kept doing things that he didn't realize that he could do. So for example, uh, the first time that someone has to throw a sidekick and they have to break a board uh, uh, for the first test. Uh, part of the process is to teach them, well, first, can you throw it in place? Second thing, can you throw it at a target? Can you, can you throw your sidekick harder at a small target with focus and power? So now what we're doing is we're creating a stepladder for them to just step up and create these micro successes. And I call that, I, I call that simply the uh, success stacking ladder. So right now you're creating micro wins or the micro successes that build on each other. And that's how we create that confidence boost. As soon as you get to that, then all of a sudden I ask the children, say, for example, like I have an eight-year-old. Listen, you're eight years old. Um, uh, when's your next birthday? Oh, it's this date. Great. So you're going to turn nine. On the other side of this board is nine years old. So do you want to stay eight years old like, or do you want to turn nine years old? And then we're starting to create that shift in there because what we do is like, and as you learn from, um, uh, from How to Win Friends and Influence People is you can't make people do things unless you have a fear of a penalty or you have a reward of an incentive. So at the end of that, you say, your incentive is you want to turn nine years old? Okay, you, you, 
you got to break this board. You want to break this board. I'm not making you. You want to do it. So you see how I'm twisting their psychology so that it is in alignment with what they want. So when I create that alignment and then I create these micro successes and wins, all of a sudden students start to excel. And then they break that first board and you see the belief. Wow, I did it. What else can I do? And I bring it back full circle and say, listen, you thought you couldn't do this. You thought that this was an impossible thing. I, and you knew it was going to be tough. But by you focusing and following what your coach said the first time, now you are a success. You just won something amazing. Hmm. What else are you going to win next? Yeah, that, that's really that's really powerful. And, and because I had the background in the martial arts, I just know how cool it is to be able to see that person, that little kid or whoever it is to break that board for the first time and just seeing their eyes light up. And uh, in, in business, you know, I, I would love to see how you translate the same processes and, and concepts to the entrepreneurs that are listening to this. And I can honestly say, like, for me, I'm picturing it as like getting that first sale. So making that first sale is always the hardest. And it always seems like the, the most impossible thing to do. But once they get that, it's like their whole life changes. And now they're unstoppable. So how do you translate the same key concepts from the martial arts, the principles that you teach to the everyday small uh, entrepreneur? Well, it truly comes down to, look, if you're in sales, so, so let's treat this from a sales perspective. There are five objections that you have to overcome with any client. So, uh, and I've, I've like researched this. Like I'm a scientist, so like I always do homework. I always like to read different, different books, articles, journals, learn from like a, a different master's in that realm. So one of the things I learned was this five-step overcoming sales objections. Number one is, is it possible? Number two is, well, can that person do it? And number three, if it's po- if that person can do it, is it teachable? And then number four, can I do it? And five, will I do it? So what we're doing is, as we're, this is sort of the same methodology that we explain to someone, say, all right, you're going to do a jump spinning 360 kick now. And they say, whoa, I can't do that. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, is it in the realm of possibility? All right, you just watched another black belt do it. And you're now a green belt or brown belt or red belt. It doesn't matter. Is it in the realm of possibility? So now I'm going to sale. Say that you're a car salesman. All right, is it in the realm of possibility that you want to purchase this vehicle? Or that you're in a sales and, and, and you're looking for a client to... Um, have a service uh, purchased from you for, for, from your company for the next 12 months. All right. Is it possible that we can solve your problem? All right. Well, it's in the realm of possibility. That's the first, first objection we have to overcome uh, in order to be a successful uh, a business owner is that to show that it is possible. Second thing, if it's possible, can that person do it? Well, all right. If it's possible, we saw someone do it. All right. I said, I pointed out the black belt can do it. All right. One person can do it. I saw like another salesperson sell that car. I saw another salesperson make a uh, uh, contract and begin the sale. Remember, so we don't close a sale, we start a relationship. The closing the sale is really just the first step. So next up, if somebody else can do it, is it teachable? Is it transferable? So here's where people sometimes miss the step, is that um, in order for it to be teachable, you also have to be coachable. And that's where that mindset comes in, is that if your mind locked and say, you know what? I don't believe that's possible. I don't think that that's the right way to do it. Yeah, sure, it worked for them, but it won't work for me. Well, then you're a mind locked. So we have to shift you so you start to believe that if it's possible for somebody else, it is teachable and coachable to me. Hmm. So if it is, then it's possible to me. So now 
We get to the fourth step. Yes, I can do it. I am coachable. I will soak it up and take it in and start to use that process, that idea, that template, that blueprint, whatever you want to call it. And then that last part five of that overcome those sales objections, can I do it? So now to your client, your client is now thinking in their head, you know what? I think I can do it. I think I can purchase that new Ford, Ford F-150 truck. Or uh, your other client that wants your IT services. Yes, I want to, I don't know if I can do 12 months, but I can do six months. Okay, great. Let's, let's f- 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 figure out how we can make that work. And now all of a sudden, now you went from the realm of impossibility to a realm of possibility to something that's coachable and transferable. And now that they believe that they can do it, now you have a client success win. And I would also um, ask you in the future, don't close sales. Begin relationships because that's when you start to see on the back end, client retention is where your greatest success is going to be coming in. A lot of people think it's all about client acquisition. That's a starting point. Client retention is where you're going to earn the most income for your business. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of points that you, you hit on or gosh, just kind of growing up and hearing all is definitely helped yeah. so true to my life. And uh, one, a lot, it's funny because in business, we, and even in today's world, we all say everything's about your mindset, your shift and just kind of yeah. what you believe and just knowing that it is possible. And, uh, and I, I want to hit on just one key word, which is belief, because that's a, that's a big thing that I feel like a lot of people struggle with the most is having the belief in themselves. Is this even possible? Is it like, do I have the commitment to it? Am I even able to all the key points that you just did? But the reason I want to hit on belief is because if someone comes to you or they're small business owner, or they're listening to this and they're like, man, I just don't believe that I even have what it takes to achieve what I want to do. How would you help break that mindset and get them moving forward in the right direction? So here's the first step uh, in, in that. Our belief system is really our, our value system. What is it that we value and, and what we want? A lot of times when you have uh, issues and you feel stuck in your life, it's because your belief system and your intentions, your actions are not in alignment. So what I do is I help them to go through this process called, um, you know, it's not really called anything, but um, I help them to understand that uh, through, through a process like a, that's called NLP, like your words become your thoughts and your beliefs. So this is how churches and, and, and like a lot of us spiritual groups talk about how daily affirmations actually help people out. Now, this is a real thing. For those people that think, oh, no, no, that's not real. That's just part of that woo-woo stuff that people talk about. I would, uh, I would uh, digress and say, like, once again, your thoughts become your reality. And really where it starts from is your internal language, what you say to yourself, what you speak to yourself. Um, say, for example... The words you say then become your thoughts. Your thoughts then become your beliefs. Your beliefs become your actions. And your actions become your success. So let's go through that process again. Your words that you say to yourself, your internal self-talk. So one of my clients, um, I had to break down a mind lock wall in her psyche about about money. She believed that money was bad. So I said, you know what? Money's not bad. Is a hammer bad? No. Well, a hammer is a tool. So you can either build a house or you can kill somebody with a hammer, right? So money, same thing. Money's a tool. It can be used to do great things and do great charitable deeds. And you can buy things for your family. You can help support people in your community. Or you can use money to buy all sorts of bad things and, and, and hurt people. So uh, money is not 
good or bad. It's how it's used that can be seen as good or bad. So if in her mind, because she grew up because her father got divorced because he got a lot of money, then he started cheating on their mom, and then now they broke up, all of a sudden, in her psyche, gaining money meant that it destroyed your family. Hmm. So instead, I had to say to her, let's go through this daily affirmation that, you know, uh, money is a tool that I can use to help change my life. And how you change your life is up to you. So now we start saying these words. By saying those words, those thoughts then begin to pervade your psyche by saying that every day, every morning, right? Now, by saying those thoughts, that changes your belief system because then by, by saying those words, going into your thoughts and now into your subconscious, so we, so, we, so we pass the cortex and the neocortex and now we get into our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is what really changes us because plenty of people out there know how to run faster. Oh, I want to do a 5K. That's great. You know how you win a 5K? Right foot, left foot, repeat. That's it. <laughs> and just do it faster than anybody else. All right, I want to quit smoking. Okay, great. Stop buying cigarettes. There you go. You solved your problem. Oh, no, I can't do that. I need it. Well, I just solved the problem for you, but you're telling me what another problem is. So the problem is not that you're smoking. The problem is that you're buying the pack, right? So the problem is that you're going to the store. The problem is that you actually see it. What if you go someplace where there are no cigarettes? What if they... What if um, during your uh, breaks at work where you usually go smoking, what if instead you read a book for 10 minutes? All of a sudden, we're changing the habits. So uh, there's a great book by James Clark uh, called Atomic Habits, and it's about how we can change small habits. And one of the key elements he talks about in there is about combining habits with time and location to help change your habits. Because it's not only the fact that you smoke, it's the fact that you smoke at 12 p.m., and that's where you meet three or four of your friends who also smoke. So you have a similar smoking circle. So then you get accustomed to that social circle and you miss that as well as a smoking habit. So we have to learn how to change our time and location. What if you go someplace else to read a book, you make a whole bunch of new friends, and now you're breaking the habit and you're creating something productive in your life. And we've only gotten to the third step about going from words to thoughts to beliefs. Hmm. And now if, we, now, if we have that belief, now we go to action. Action is all about, so, so, so when people talk about motivation, motivation comes from the Latin, the motavis, which means reason, innovation, which means action. So we have a reason for action. So instead, what we can do is we can think, well, if you have a like motivational speaker or a, or a like workshop, you're motivated as long as they're there. And then what happens with a lot of uh, seminars and workshops, as soon as they leave, it's gone. Your motivation is gone because your reason for taking action left. Instead, and I always tell people to say this, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker. Because what I do is I inspire you based off of my challenges and my journey that you want to make a change. You want to make a decision in your life so that going forward, you're, you, you, you are reminded of that inspiration daily. And by doing that, you want to uplift yourself and raise yourself higher. So now we've gotten to the actions. And then the easy thing there is when your intentions and your actions al align, you now have great success in your life. And that can be in sports, building up your uh, relationships with your children, your wife, your spouse, your partner, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever. Um, and, and, and now with your, with your, uh, uh, and now with your uh, business, because if you're now treating your clients every single day, 
like they're part of your family. If you're now changing it from closing to starting a relationship with your family, if you're now understanding that your client retention is where you're going to get the bulk of your long-term sales with your future clients, you start to realize, oh, wow, there's a whole big phase that I've been ignoring. Mm. So we just shined a light on your blind spot, didn't we? So there's that process. That's so good. And then this can apply in so many different areas of anyone's life to be able to, to move through. So yeah. I, I love that. And you definitely dropped some really good bombs for the listeners to be able to take away. So one question that I ask everyone that gets on our show is what is their creed? Meaning what is the one thing that you're most committed to? That you're going to be resilient even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So what is your creed? Well, as a black belt, and especially as a master, you are a role model to all students, always. So, so, so we say that, like in our school, that that a black belt is is a role model. And for me, my black belt code, which I've sort of like gleaned over the past couple of three decades or so, is that I want to live with integrity, with loyalty, and with honor. So, if we live with those three things, with integrity. You're always honest to others as well as to yourself with loyalty. Loyalty m- 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 matters. Like a lot of times on TV and film and in other places, people say, oh, it's not personal. It's just business. I say, no, no, business is personal. And you got to change that because if you have a, if you have like a, a business a, a relationship and your clients love you because you're being personal with them, they're going to be your clients much longer and, and they'll stay with you. And honor, honor can mean a lot of things. You know, through the, you, you know through the armed forces, uh, people live with a code of honor and you see, and you see uh, a small percentage that don't. You know, those that live with honor really are true to themselves and true, true to others. And you, and, and you already have your own creed, your own code. I can already see that. And that's why like, we connected so well and we vibe, vibe really well. Uh, for me as well, I think that people who are honest with themselves and honest with others, that's really what honor is. It's, it's by doing what you say you're going to do and about keeping, keeping up with that. Like a lot of people don't follow up, you know? So people say that, you know, especially uh, when you're in a business uh, uh, function or in a business mindset, uh, don't forget that fortune is in the follow-up. Did you use your integrity, loyalty, and honor to follow up with the people in the way that you promised? Because really, now, now you and I just had this experience uh, 10 minutes ago, didn't we? Where you said, wait, it, it looks like you canceled. I'm like, I would never cancel. No, I would never do that to people. You know, so now you know about me that I, I'm, I'm always going to show up. So regardless of whatever it says on the internet or, or technical issues may happen, that's okay. But you know me, I will be there no matter what. So I'm here. And I'm, I'm, and I'm so glad that we had this interview because, you know, I'm able to share with all of you, with all of your audience, you know, that, you know, these are things that matter is that, you know, my honor means that I'm going to show up here no matter what. Like unless I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> and even then I'll probably zoom in. That's so good. When I think of like the creed itself, you know, I, I have the logo and the creed on my phone and stuff. And that's why I kind of came up with the name of my podcast and even the name of our coaching businesses, because it is the code. It is the thing that holds me accountable yeah. as well. And so when I can't, when I start figuring out like, what does creed mean to me? The co- what is I'm committed to? What am I going to be resilient? What am I going to push through and, and just, uh, and have that discipline to show up? It, it boils down to what you just said, the integrity, loyalty, and honor. And it's a reminder. So having that code, having that creed, having that, you know, the ethos, the values and stuff like that definitely pushes us to be accountable mm-hmm. to what we believe in and stick to what we got. And, and also it gives you a standard. So instead of being the yes man, now you have boundaries. Does yeah. it fall in 
to my code or whatever it may be. And when you do that, then it's a much easier and better way to really remove the emotion and be able to follow through with what you truly believe in without being that yes man. So really cool. So you you said that you had a a free giveaway that you like to give the audience. Um, You want to explain what that is and then how they might be able to get a hold of it? Certainly. Um, So over the past five years, I've learned that there is a certain way that you can speak with people in order to connect and engage with them. And you've heard me and you've heard me throughout throughout this interview uh, that, that, you know, I'm not a perfect speaker, but what I do extremely well is I engage with the audience really, really well. So what I've done is I've created a, 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 a free masterclass. It's called Speak with Authority. And uh, this is based off of my uh, speaker confidence uh, the, uh, workshops I, I used to give at uh, Johnson & Johnson for up to 300 employees. And I won an Inspire Award for changing company culture for the positive. So I'm going to put uh, two things in the chat. I'm going to put the, the PDF that you're going to get as part of that. And it's a kind of a, a fill-in-the-blank fill template. And I'm going to give you the link to register uh, for, for the event. Now, we just gave it last night, which is it's usually the first Tuesday of each month. But for this group, what I can do is I can give a special class uh, next week. So uh, what we can do is if you're interested, you know what, let me just type this in. Uh, I'll give you my email. And I actually check my email uh, directly, rajavspeaker at gmail.com and put in the subject title, uh, authority. And, and I'll know that you want to be on the next speak with authority class and which I'll do uh, next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And classes is about an hour, and you're going to learn the how, the what, and the why of how to create an engaging, impactful speak speech. So whether you have a presentation that you give to, to your board of directors that's 20 minutes long, or you have to give a 30-second elevator speech, you will find a way to connect with your audience in a way that will make them like you so that you're seen as an authority figure and to create that team culture. Because right now, especially um, post-pandemic, a lot of people, there's plenty of people out there that have high IQ, but they don't have the EQ and RQ to match. That's that emotional quotient and that relational quotient. So those soft skills are so important because if you have a manager who thinks they can lead, but they're not really connecting with their team, that's not a leader, that's a manager. Managers just separate resources to people, but a leader inspires you to want to work for them. And that's what I want you to have is that understanding that there are managers and there are leaders. Which one are you? Yeah, that's so good. And for all the listeners out there, I will be posting the, the all the notes and his contact information down in the show notes. So that way, if you're driving, you're listening to this, that you can go back to it, click it and be able to get connected with them. Uh, Raja, is there any last minute notes that you want to be able to give to our audience? Um, yes. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, has there, Have you ever heard of Christopher Columbus, raise your hand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Most people have. I was just giving a talk about this recently, how uh, Christopher Columbus convinced the king and queen of Spain to, to, uh, to sponsor him, to have three expensive ships to go off in an uncharted voyage. That's kind of like you and me going to the, pr- going to the president and asking for three space shuttles to go to Mars. Mm. Uh, you know, so, was, so he, he got this impossible task. He was a very influential person. And uh, he was trying to find a spice route to India, but instead he found a new continent. Now, Amerigo Ferguson, who is a cartographer, that's what America is named after. 
uh, and hence his name. So America, when Christopher Columbus went to find the shortcut to Spice Rock, he founded something that was unbelievably larger than what he intended. So he drove past the sphere, past the possible mutiny of his ships and his crew, and he founded something that changed the world. And I think for all of us out there, what do you, when you go out and you go through the fog and say, well, I don't know what's next, I'm not going to go there. Well, instead of that, you have to get past that fear of the unknown because on the other side of that unknown, on the other side of that uncomfortable zone, that's where your, that's where your greatest success lies. You have to break out of that box of fear that you've been trapped in by your society, by your coworkers, by your upbringing, by your education, by your culture. You know, I, I'm a first generation Indian American here. And I, I love the fact that I've tried to take the best of both cultures so that I can create something new. So that is my takeaway for all of you is that, you know, don't be afraid of an unknown future because that unknown future can be much, much more successful for you if, it, if you give it a shot. Very cool. Well, there you go, audience. Hearing it firsthand from Coach Raja, I really appreciate you jumping on here, giving uh, all the knowledge and expertise that you gave. And if you guys are interested in wanting to contact him, click the links that we have in the show notes. And then until next time, simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at FitProFunnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear. 